Okay, so welcome along to another episode of English and Maths Booth. I am here with Liz Hooker and she's a Centre Lead from Newham College um, and essentially we're going to talk CFEM tonight and you've heard us talk about CFEM before. Um, I've met Liz at CFEM event and she did a wonderful presentation. She really inspired me. So if you do get to see her speak, she is wonderful. Um, but Liz, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly a, an honour and a pleasure to be here. Um, so many people have come on on the podcast. That's it's it's just really yeah an absolute honour to to be speaking with you today. Thank you. Oh, it is lovely to have you on. It's it, yeah we're we're getting we're getting some quite we're getting some really interesting people. And we always Holly and I just want interesting people, but we're 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 getting people asking to come on now as well. And we're 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 into new realms, new realms. But we're here to talk about you and your exciting CFM projects at Newham. But we always start with one really important question, sure. and that is, tell us about your most memorable lesson. And this can be good or bad. My most memorable lesson is my window being smashed by a calculator. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was in secondary, not in FE. <laughs> not that that makes it any better. But what's your most memorable lesson? Right, I've got to think now. So um, my most memorable lesson, I mean, there's quite a few. I have to say, being in an FE situation, there are a lot of different settings that you can, or different, every day is a whirlwind, shall we say. Um, one of my most memorable lessons, um, I'm actually going to do it slightly differently, I think, than than what most people do and just give a, give people a bit of a context into being a first year teacher way back in PTC. So this is the one that always stands out to me. And it's to remind myself that no matter what I'm sort of thinking, um, I can actually, I am, I am actually a really good teacher and, and it's to remember that. Um, so very first year PGCE and it was a, a graduate course so essentially you teach five four days a week you do your course one day a week so thrown in the in at the deep end absolutely I was with a lovely group of learners they were studying creative media they were really wonderful um can't remember the content but what I do remember is that essentially I was having a peer observation uh, a supportive observation shall I say with their one of the people from the course uh, one of the tutors on the course and I'd planned it I'd got prepared so much I'd done everything that I possibly could um and I was in the lesson and I I just in my head I just thought oh gosh this is awful I'm doing such an awful job really really like really not I, I'm not cut out for this I'm not cut out for being a teacher I can't be a math. I love maths but it's just clearly these students you know they're not they're not getting it etc I talked this through with the person who's doing the supportive observation um, afterwards because, you know, I'd gotten myself into a little bit of a, a, a I say a little bit, quite a bit of a, a, a panic and a, a, a state really. And and they had absolutely no idea that I was thinking this. They thought that the lesson was going really well. The learners were progressing. They were engaged. They were really enjoying it. Um, and so it's just really to map up and to remind yourself that, you know, as a teacher, we can be our own worst critics. We can be perfectionists. We, and often particularly in FE, you're not going to be in FE unless you actually really want to make a difference for the learners that are there because there are, there are you know, the FE environment is not, is quite a tough environment to, particularly at teaching, you know, GCSE recent maths. Um, and you need to remind yourself that you're there because you are 
able to get you know connect with these students able to re-inspire them able to to give them a hand really um and 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 just get that deeper learning get that deeper thinking and it's just really it you know I, I come back to that first of all to sort of look at the progress that I've made I mean I still really hate being observed I don't think anyone likes it but um secondly to just say to myself you know it's okay if you're it's good to want to be better it's good to want to keep re-inspiring yourself it's good to want to to be concerned about your teaching that you're wanting to make it it a really worthwhile experience for the students but also that you don't want to overthink it and 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 you know focus on the negatives so probably to any new teacher out there it's something listen to the people around you because your opinion might not be the opinion of of the people that are looking on from the outside in so yeah I love that so much there <laughs> it's good to want to be better that's going to be the title of the episode <laughs> so um tell us all about your exciting CFEM project what what's going on at Newham and the um partners that you're working with yeah so Newham Centre for Excellence um I mean I don't I know you've talked about the Centre for Excellence, so I'm going to sort of assume that people know a little bit about the Centre for Excellence programme uh, and everything like that. So um, essentially at Newham, um, for the past, well, I've taken over in the summer from Zia Rahman, who was the project lead last year. Um, but I was one of the action research leads last year and I was also doing a lot of the networking. Um, so last year, we've just literally just had our reports published um, on the ETF website, which is really exciting with all of the different uh, uh, action research reports from all the different projects so they're honestly some of the stuff that's on there is amazing ha go have a read um, and the ones that we did I'll sort of give a bit of a, a rundown of what we did last year and then what we did this this year so oh, before that at Newham we have we usually have two action research projects each year um, we have our CPD that uh, we have for our, we've grown our network to 19 different partner colleges. So we've got 19 other colleges or organisations within our network across London. Um, we're also joining this year to expand our reach and we're launching on uh, very soon our London CFEM hub, essentially. So that's with Christ the King uh, well, and East, East Surrey College and also um, uh, Leighton Sixth Form. Um, to be able to essentially expand our reach to across London. Um, and we are also launching the FE uh, Maths Challenge, the great FE Maths Challenge with the MEI. Um, so that's something that we're leading as well. And that was really great over the summer to have conversations with Martin from MEI um, and with Byron and with Tume, who's now uh, on maternity leave. So we've got Elaine uh, taking over to, for Tume and really sort of get it all connected up. Um, so, focusing in on what we what we've done at Newham, um, last year we did a couple of different projects in terms of research projects. Uh, we did one which was essentially, um, I mean, there's the full titles are all on the website, so I'm not gonna. I could say it, but it take quite a long time. But essentially, one of them was looking at technology and teacher confidence um, in order to be able to support learning and teaching and learning with variation for fluency in 16 to 19 year old GCSE maths research learners in online in the classroom uh, and in a blended learning environment because obviously last year it was uh, just 
everything. In fact, in our four week sort of intervention period uh, back in, in March, we actually had the four weeks of fully, fully remote, half blended, and then fully face to face. So it was, it was a really big, uh, big breadth uh, of, of uh, settings that we had. We used uh, Desmos and whiteboard.fi um, and we used various different uh, interventions which looked really, you know, sequenced activities, um, looking at making sure that we can give instant feedback to students, really pick up on misconceptions um, and work with them on that. And that was with uh, Westminster, Kingsway, Southwark and Conal with teachers from those different colleges. Um, and essentially, we just really felt that we really needed to give our students particularly, I mean, everything had to be based around technology last year. Um, but we really wanted to delve deeper into variation, variation for fluency. Um, and then our other project last year was looking at ESOL and EAL specific teaching and learn, learning interventions of keywords and phrases in a GCSE maths classroom um, and how they impact on learner progress. And that was using a very, very adapted uh, Freya model um, for um, uh, keywords in GCSE maths that we'd identified that our students were struggling with. Um, so, for example, you'd, for translation, you'd have the meaning in English, because in translation, you know, to translate words, it's a completely different meaning. You then have your meaning in maths, what, what that actually means, so to move your objects, uh, examples in maths or picture representation. So it's trying to give students that, okay, this is what it means in the English language, because you're going to see these words and there's two different meanings, you've got to figure it out, sometimes three or four different meanings. This is what it means in the English language. This is what it means in your maths language, your maths English language, really separating it out and treating it in a very different way than what you would normally do in a GCSE VSIT um, classroom, really. Um, and we had, you know, an ESOL consultant come on board with us with that. And we had lots of training, which is really great. Um, and the impact of that was really, uh, you know, really great for learners. They we had with the whiteboard.fi and uh, and Desmos um, activities. And this is, you know, percentages you've got to think about in terms of the context of FE. Um, almost 80% of learners wanted to continue to use those activities for their learning, which is quite a big when we've got learners who just really don't want to attend the GCSE recent maths. If you're getting a lot, a lot of students wanting to, to do it, uh, that's really great. 70% of learners, um, almost 70% of learners helped them become, uh, find it, found it helped them become more engaged in maths and, you know, impact with various different um, uh, sort of understanding, deeper understanding, um, looking at different methods. So one comment with Desmos and whiteboard.fi is that they were able to see lo lots of different methods, not from the teacher, but from other students, which is really great for them. Um, and just sort of moving on to this year, really, because I want to, I know that I've spoken a lot about last year and you might, um, you might need to do some editing there. Anyway, um, so this year, um, we are looking at um, two different projects. Um, one of them, well, it's really around, we wanted to do something that it, there's a little bit of a, 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 I wouldn't say a gap in the market, but there has been a lot less research on learners at a lower level than GCSE reset in post-16 maths. So we're looking, our project one is essentially a bridging the gap from functional skills level one to GCSE. So our project one is essentially looking at, um, and this is this is the new stuff that we haven't shared with anyone yet, and these are our sort of aims that we're 
we're, we're, we are crafting, we're, you know, it might change by the end of the year because that's the way that action research works. Um, but this is what we're doing at the moment. So we're looking at the progress of 16 to 19 year old learners who they've, they've just achieved functional skills maths level one. They're now sitting in your GCSE maths classroom because so many of our, our colleges have that system where they do functional skills and they're going to GCSE if they've not got a GCSE three already. Um, and we're looking at how we can use mastery based approaches to identify and address the skills gaps that those functional skills level one learners have in trying to get to a GCSE grade four. Now, if you take it in the context of sort of progress eight or whatever, the, you know, the government will be happy if those level one learners get to a grade three. Technically, that's 0.5 of a progress value added. However, that's not entirely meaningful for our learners because and that feels like they've just sort of gone and, and failed again a little bit like you we have so many students who they achieve their functional skills level one they want to go and, and and achieve their GCSE grade three and get something that's really meaningful for them they might have already spent a couple of years in college they might have done entry three then level one and it might be their last year where they can get a free daytime GCSE class rather than needing to do adult or evening or you know balance it around whatever jobs or uni or, or family that they have um so and our, our initial and I'm going to give you a little bit of a snippet our initial analysis at the moment is really interesting because and maybe it's that it's post-covid and I can't go into too much depth because we're, we're still discussing it as an action research group but post CAGs and TAGs, what we found in our very, very small context is that our functional skills level one learners are doing better than those who have achieved GCSE grade three, which is not necessarily what you would expect. They're also doing worse in ratio and proportion. Again, not what you would expect. And they're doing better in algebra. Again, not what you would expect from having done a functional skills level one course, um, because algebra really doesn't feature on that so much. Now we're looking at the reasons behind um, and we still think it's really value, valuable research because even though they're doing better than our GCSE grade three students, they're still not at a stage for GCSE grade four. So we still need to address those skills gap. But it might be that, you know, if we might be able to find something that will help them achieve further than a grade four, you know, grade five, grade six. If you've got a functional skills level one learner and then they can go and get a GCSE six or a seven, that's amazing. Um, that's that's, you know absolute thinking sort of high level thinking sort of <laughs> high aims there but that's that's one of them um, and then the other one which I'm not leading on so oh just to before I go into it uh, with that particular um, action research project we're working with colleagues from Westminster Kingsway so that college um, Lambeth College and Conal so the College of uh, hang on is the colleges of Haring uh, Haringey Haringey North East London, I think it, hang on, it's got a, it's got an extra H in there. All of the acronyms with all of the different colleges uh, always get a little bit confusing. Yeah, College College of Haringey Enfield and North East London. There we go. So it's got an extra two. Um, and the teachers who are working on that are just brilliant. We've been having some really good action research groups and just being able to chat and talk to, you know, teachers from four of the colleges, even in a small group, just is really really worthwhile um, and then on our other project this is actually taking it so that's our vertical project going from functional skills to GCSE this one is our sort of horizontal project we like to say um, and it's essentially looking at the progress of, of learners who are working below grade three 
so we have there's a couple of different models floating around in functional skills it's not in functional skills in in um in in uh the fe sector you might have a college that decides to put all of their students into gcse and they then stream their students in to do like a pre-gcse course or an access to gcse course or a transition to gcse course essentially students who haven't achieved a gcse grade three already they would, would have a two or a one and they would go into that sort of course with the aim to then after two years have done got to a gcse grade four or you would have the system that we have at Newham where students will do functional skills and then once they achieve their level one or they've had a GCSE grade three, they'll be in GCSE, uh, the GCSE course. So the idea is looking at mastery based approaches to look at the um, knowledge and skills of those lower level learners with the idea that we're supporting them on their journey towards maybe in the next year or the year after getting to a GCSE grade four. But it's that particular project is really fascinating because there's a lot of the content at that level which is you see in primary school level mathematics so you know year two or year three um children are, are covering that content um and it's it's we're trying to help our learners address these issues that they've clearly struggled with for quite some time um you know all the way through their education and they've just not been able to address those skills gaps for whatever reason and they're coming to us at age 16 and they still might be struggling and it might be that in certain areas they're actually doing really well or they might have certain um, ways of processing questions it might be that they struggle with exams it might be that they're very able to uh, explain things well verbally but for whatever reason um, they've sort of really struggled. So it's looking, we, we wholeheartedly believe that you can't, just like you would, you know, with a mastery-based approach, you look at the primary school, you look at secondary school, you would try and work it all the way up from year seven to year 12 or 13, with with ideally with, with mastery. In FE, we can't really quite do that because our students come to us at age 16 from wherever, maybe age 14 if you've got a pre-16 provision. Um, and they would come from various different uh, organisations, countries, education systems. So it's really trying to look at the students that we do have and trying to develop and address that deeper knowledge, deeper thinking that they might be lacking, might be, is what I say, because we've not had the chance to really do the in-depth actual with the students, you know, uh, uh, because we're at the beginning of the action research stages, but it's really just to look at that. Perfect, wonderful. Um, thank you for joining us, Liz, on the Enem Booth podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um.